The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the hosts and are intended for entertainment purposes only. This podcast should not be considered professional advice and the information in this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval, endorsement, or accuracy of the information presented. Any reference, mention, or resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The members of established in Amity are not experts or professionals in any field and not qualified to analyze any persons, places, businesses, or any organization of any kind. The established in Amity podcast is in no way related to any movie, television show, book, graphic novel, radio drama, play, musical, video game, table game, or other podcast. No rights reserved. Hey guys, you are listening to the Established in Amity podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash established in Amity. And follow us on Twitter at Establish D Amity. And make sure to keep up with us on SoundCloud at Established in Amity so you never miss an episode. Thanks. Welcome to the Established in Amity podcast with Laura, Justin, and Jordan. I'm Laura. I'm Justin. And I'm Jordan. Hey, everyone. So we have had like a large hiatus, so sorry about that. But we are back and ready to rumble. This is us. All that good stuff. This Our is, shining month is upon us. We're going to talk about This Is Us? <laughs> <We've>, <laughs> On ABC? <laughs> we have taken a drastic turn uh, from a horror podcast, but it just it wasn't working for us, so now we're going to be a This Is Us podcast. I've never seen This Is Us, but mm-hmm. that's okay. All right. So today we're talking about The Sinner. On Well... It was on some channel. USA. A USA. And now it's on Netflix, which is why we finally watched it. Well, it was on some channel. Yeah. Well, that's it was on like a regular TV, <laughs> but none of us have cable. So then we had to wait until it was on Netflix. But these are streaming houses only. Exactly. It's true. I'm assuming no one watched it and that's why it left USA. I don't know. No, lots of people watch it. So like I, uh, it didn't leave USA. That season was just over. So then they put it on Netflix. <clears throat> I think the it's second... similar to like American Horror Story, where once the season's over, they put it on Netflix. Yeah. And like, uh, I think the second season is going to start soon or something like that. Or I think has. the second season has started, but I don't see Jessica Beale in the promo mm-hmm. picture. So I'm assuming. I like think... it's an anthology kind of thing. Oh. I think each season's a different, like, case yeah like an anthology kind of thing yeah okay so the main character then is is the detective really not not her harry ambrose Mm. yeah good old bill pullman bill pullman whom i love i have been in love with him ever since he was the president in independence day can i see him yes independence day casper the dad from casper 
He's the president, and far, as far as I'm acid. concerned, he's still the president of the United States. Well, he make a better president than we yeah. currently have. So. President Whitmore. Former fighter pilot. Yes. Former fighter pilot in Operation Desert Storm. He's a good man. that badass speech. It was that badass speech, which I listen to every July 4th, because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel patriotic <laughs> it's and like, not how you currently are less much less shameful <laughs> yeah about everything that we're doing all right none of this has anything to do with the center mind you it does just about bill pullman who i love anyway so all right so we're going to talk about the first two episodes today um i actually have not watched it because i've been kind of busy which is kind of why we haven't recorded in a while uh so uh, whatever we are not she's leaving to. the two the the two not greatest people to, to hold on to this show. No, just, this episode. just these two episodes. I'm going to catch up, and then next week I'm going to be back to where I need to be. But for this episode, you guys are going to tell me all about it. I'll be your uh, your audience. Thank goodness Justin's a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so f- first, uh, I mean, I guess, like, so it's, I mean, it's about a murder. But it's it's a mystery. It reminded me. What was the show that I hated that we watched? Requiem. It reminds me of a, 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 like an American version of Requiem because it's one of those things where it seems very it's very mysterious and mm-hmm. it plays out very slowly and methodically. But it's much better done. I think. I think the acting is much better. The visuals are good, and the story is just more interesting than Requiem. So so far, so far. Well, like I, uh, um, lots of people have been recommending this to me. So when it first came out on USA, um, we don't have cable, but my aunt Connie, like we were talking at one point, and she was like, "Oh, have you watched The Sinner on USA? Like it's so good. I think you would really, really like it." But of course, I didn't have cable then. And so every time I talked to her, she's like, have you watched The Sinner yet? Have you watched The Sinner yet? And then a couple people at work who know that I'm like a giant weirdo who likes true crime and like murdery mystery stuff uh, keep recommending it to me as well. So I think it's supposed to be good and like it's doing fairly well. Well, we watched the first two episodes. I'm still 100% in it. Yeah, I want to know what's going on. I I'm actually watching the episodes. I'm not like on my phone like half-assing it like I normally do. But I'm I'm interested. I like the characters. Um it's episode 1 part 1 starts off with um Cora Tanetti who's played by Jessica Biel and she's like this just boringly predictable housewife who's married to <clears throat> this guy Mason they have a son Mason is Jon uh, Snow correct no but they he's the guy from girls oh he's that's who girls. he is god i was trying to figure out who he was and i kept thinking like he's he Andrew just Reynolds just isn't like, it yeah yeah <gasps> i love him does yeah, he sing no so go carry on jordan i'm sorry if he doesn't sing i don't want him <clears throat> we don't know yet we're only two episodes in that's true so, um, it, it, you can tell that Cora doesn't really like her life. Yep. Um, 
I mean, I don't know if I'd say she's depressed, but she's kind of just, like, going through the motions, just dealing with, like, this life she has. They live, like, next door to her in-laws, and they have dinner with them every night. It's just a They work for... They both work for his parents' uh, HVAC company. Yeah. So, just very... Too much time together. Right. Too, Mm -hmm. too much time. So... Um, she keeps asking him, like, please, like, can we just have one night where we don't have dinner, like, at your parents? Like, just one day to ourselves. So they end up going to this lake. Um, so they live, like, somewhere in, like, upstate New York. Yeah, they live in upstate New York. It's very quaint. It's very Stephen King. Yeah. So they go to this lake, and, um, Cora goes out for, like, a swim, and, like, there's a scene where she, like, goes under the water and she's under for too long. And I'm like, okay, is she, like, trying to drown herself? Is she... What's going on? It was strange. Um, but she ends up getting out of the water because her husband's calling for her. They're having, like, this little lunch on the lake. She's peeling a pear. And there's this couple getting real handsy on this, like, family-friendly beach. Real handsy in the middle of the day on a family beach. Yeah, it's just weird. And the girl um, that they're watching is playing, starts playing this song, and Jessica Biel kind of starts, like, losing it. She She sees this, like, really ugly wallpaper, has, like, this mini, like, flashback, loses her shit, and grabs the pear knife, runs over, and starts stabbing the shit out of the sky. Frankie. No one knows, like, what happened? What's going on? Her husband tackles her, um, and every everyone sees it. Like the whole beach sees it, and um, they take her away. She's like yelling to her husband. Her husband just averts eye contact completely. Um, and so then this we is get like completely random. Like she's fine, and then she's well. That's stabbing? yeah. That's yeah. kind of the premise of the first episode. Is that like they're literally like in the middle of the day. On the Blake, you know, upstate New York, picturesque, family setting, everyone's there, blah, blah, blah. She hears this song. She goes into a trance. Mm-hmm. She murders this guy with a pair knife. She carves him up in the middle of the day. Did not see it coming. I have no. a, a correction already because I looked it up on IMDb. Uh, the guy that plays Charlie is not Andrew Reynolds in mm. Girls. So Andrew Reynolds is a different character. So just... Ignore that I said that before. All right. Keep going. All right. Well, yeah, so she, yeah, she like snaps when she hears the song. Nothing's happening. They're just hanging out there watching them. They're almost like smiling watching them like, oh, like, remember when we were that age kind of thing? Um, And just loses it. And then she ends up at uh, the jail. And then this is when we get introduced to Bill Pullman's character, Detective Harry Ambrose, mm-hmm. um, and we, he's like, he seems like just some weirdo, because he's kind of creeping on, like, this waitress in a car, and then gets called, called away, um, to the... He's just it? your run-of-the-mill, haggard, possibly Detective. alcoholic, Detective. divorced, or divorcing in the middle of a divorce detective. Mm-hmm. Right. Been on the job so forty his, years. So every detective in any yeah, show he's or just movie every movie. fucking. He's got problems. He's got his own sins that he's dealing with. I mean, he's, right. you know, yeah. 
doesn't make him a bad actor or the character bad, but he just is that character. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, I will state so far in these first two episodes, real heavy on the flashbacks. Oh yeah. So if you don't like flashbacks, you will not like the show. <laughs> so we have our first, I mean, like, I guess the beginning opening scene was kind of a flashback, but we have our first real flashback where, um, she's a, a little girl and her father's telling her to like say a prayer for her mother and sister. And she's kind of like a daddy's girl. And she's like, well, I'm, I wouldn't mind like if they don't come back, like mom and mom and the sister. Um, and then it goes back to Cora and Cora is like at the jailhouse. And she's basically saying like, she does not want help. Yeah. She doesn't want a public defender. She does not want a lawyer. She's, she knows what she did and, um, she killed him because they kept playing that song. That's what and they she kept says. turning it up. And that's yeah. what she says. Yeah. So, so she, they have her hearing and everything and she basically, <clears throat> yeah, she refuses all the stuff and it looks like a really open and shut case. And that's, mm-hmm. but, um, Bill Pullman's character, Harry, is the only one who wants to look into it more. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's because the, she doesn't have a record. Right, she's, she has no record. Nothing. She no. doesn't have any mental illness. She's not. She takes like sleeping pills every once in a while, but there's not like she does not have like any blemishes on her record. And they're like, why aren't you fighting this? Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. And then there's right before the this episode ends, she has a a flash another flashback after you know they have the hearing or whatever and. Um, she's in her house with her mom and her, there's like a, a, her baby sister, this baby Phoebe, and she's like really like sickly and has this like, like blue, blue skin. Yeah. And, um, her, the mother's basically blaming Cora for the way that her little sister is. Yeah, she says like, when I was pregnant with you, it took all my energy and now there's none left for this baby and we have to pray and then, so basically it's like, so Cora's mother is overly religious and that is the, obviously the premise for who or whatever she has become is that she was raised in a sort of like religiously abusive household where it's, Yeah, they're like super Catholic. Super Catholic and they're, she's like, you know, we have to pray constantly and all the other stuff and yeah. blah, 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 blah. So the first episode establishes basically that Corey, Cora is not... Um, Cora's run of the mill. Other up until you see these flashbacks, like their life is pretty normal and picturesque. Her husband is maybe a little um, kind of a bitch, a little bit of a yeah. mama's boy. Doesn't ever want to say no to his parents or whatever because they work for the family business. They live next door to the family, which is helpful because they have a, a young son. So grandma watches them all day while they're at work, but at the same time, Cora wants. Whatever, and then this crime happens, and then you see these two flashbacks, which is obviously, like, leading into... It's slowly unfolding that there's more to the story. So the whole premise of the series is probably going to be that nothing is as it seems, really. Right. Right. And, like, why... It's probably, like, why she did this thing. Right. Right. And, like, really digging deeper into, like, the psychology of it, which sounds cool to me. Yeah. So, the second episode... 
Yeah, so then we get into part two, and it ends where um, they ask Cora how she wants to plead. Right. And they leave it on a cliffhanger, and then they open the part two up into it. She pleads guilty. And the judge, you know, is like, again, because she doesn't have a record at all, they're like, we're going to do a competency test with her. Make sure she's not, like, actually mentally ill, that she can stand trial, because um, the detective, Harry, he was like, no, like, there needs to be, like, a trial He's, like, really gung-ho about this, so he kind of, like, persuaded the judge to do this, you know, competency test with her. So that's how it it sort of starts and immediately goes into a flashback of um, how Cora and her husband Mason met. She um, was, like, waitressing at some friend's diner. It was a Mexican restaurant. That's how they meet. Or a Mexican restaurant, that's right. Oh, yeah, because somebody ordered margarita. And they had they had festive margarita glasses. You don't have festive margarita grass, glasses if you're just a diner. Maybe you do. Maybe no. it's a, a fancy diner. Ones that look like a cactus, get out of here. That's a Mexican restaurant. And she was carrying a plate of nachos. I'm just you're saying. very angry what? about this. I'm not angry you at all. Have, I'm just saying. You're paying attention to detail. Yeah, it was a Mexican restaurant. That's all I'm saying. We love Mexican food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how uh, part two sort of opens up. And then, uh, we kind of start getting more into uh, Ambrose's story a little bit. Mm. Um, and, and, and like who he is and, and we also sort of start to like, he's really trying to get a story out of Cora. He's like, you are like a normal, sane person like you're not mentally ill like you don't you can't say like you don't have a reason you didn't just kill this person like a, a normal right. same person like doesn't just kill someone how do you know him what did he do like what's the story so he's like trying to figure out what's going on and he's like don't you like want like your life back and she's like what makes you think that i want my life back so Right, and that's really the first instance where she's admitting, like, that she's unhappy and whatever. Yeah. Um, and you get the sense that um, she's really... She's not the only one who's sort of unhappy with their life because her and Ambrose kind of have that in common, that they're both sort of... Right. They, there's a weird dynamic there where he's he's so insistent on finding things out because he's also, his life is also sort of a mess too. Right. Like him and his wife are struggling and they're like going to like couples therapy in the episode and um, trying to figure shit out. He's like just so enraptured like with his work yeah obviously because he's this you know this detective archetype and then he's also like weirdly obsessed with like plants yeah so like that plants plays and a birds. big role in this plants, plants and birds he's also... like his wife was getting a knee surgery replacement and he left to go like spray his his trees Weird. so they didn't get diseased Weird. yeah he's also so... um in the second episode is when that's when he has to break off the relationship that he's having with the waitress right yeah, so there's this, like, um, he's, like, into, like, Dom fetish and, um, likes to have his, like, hands stepped on. Mm. 
So they kind of bring that up briefly, like in the first episode, and he like goes in the second episode to try to break it off. And she's like, well, you didn't have to come all the way down here to tell me that you were breaking it off. No. You could have just texted me. She doesn't really give a fuck. Right. No. I mean, that's just how she makes her side money. So, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. I don't think it's going to end. No. Obviously. Um, so so at this point now... The first thing he does is visit her in jail and play the song, right? No. Yeah. The, wait, yes. No, no. Well, yes. I mean, yes. Um, there's, a, of course, another flashback of um, Cora's mom kicking out the dad. Oh, yeah. Kicks the dad out of the bedroom because the daughter, mm-hmm. Phoebe, is like a little bit older now and she's sick. And the mom is like, well, you're not sleeping in bed. She's sick. She needs to be with me. And then it's uh, the dad undressing in the bedroom with Cora to, like, get into the, hopefully, the twin bed that's next to Cora's. Yeah. Um, um, and then when he visits her in jail, because it's the same sequence that she says, like, what makes you think I would want my life back? <laughs> he plays her the song. Yes. And, and she fucking... Loses oh, it. but first, she finally says that she knew the guy that she stabbed. Right. Oh, right, right, right. right. She says so, that she met him, um, like, July five 3rd. years ago on July 3rd, a little bit farther upstate, and that his name was JD, and basically they took drugs and partied together, and they fucked. And then she says that, um, he got pregnant, and that's when she found out that... Wait, who got pregnant? Uh, she did. Oh. By this guy, who she knew him as JD... Mm-hmm. But, um, JD, it wasn't his real name, his name was Frank or something like that, and that she then tried to kill herself because she was so Catholic that she couldn't be pregnant, so she threw herself into traffic, mm-hmm. fractured her hip, lost the baby, and, like, broke part of her spine or something like that, and had a concussion. You can just yeah. get an abortion. No, not if you're Catholic. Well, no, not if you're Catholic. Yeah, but she's like, I can't tell my parents. Yeah. You're not, not supposed the to. Baby. And you're not supposed to commit suicide either. Well, she wasn't counting it. She was just thinking that she wouldn't die. You can see her walking. The scene is like her walking along the side of the road, and she's like looking at the cars as they pack because she's picking the car. Because a truck yeah. goes past, she doesn't do the truck because the truck will probably kill her. And then there's a car coming, and then she's like, well, I could yeah. probably survive the car. So she no, takes the that's car. That's faulty logic. Oh, it's a hundred percent. It's real dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's so sort he of gets her. that information out of her, and then he's like, "But so like he wronged you, and that's why you killed her." And she still says it's the song, and that's when he plays the song. Mm-hmm. And then the song makes her go insane, <clears throat> makes her like lose it. And Ambrose is not convinced. Like you can tell that he's not convinced, but with her story he doesn't really think it adds up. So he starts digging and doing some more research. She says that they met at this place called like Carl's Tap Room. So he goes to this place, meets a bartender who has like the most impeccable memory that I've ever seen. Well hold on, if we're gonna go to that if we're gonna go to that, we didn't say that she went we after she plays the song, she attacks him. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, so I didn't want to, I've been talking too much, I didn't want to talk over you, so I thought that's what you were going to say. But yeah, so he plays the song, and turns it up, and he's like, why did you do it, why did you do it? Like, really kind of going in on her. And then she freaks out, and she attacks him. Now, she doesn't have anything to attack him with, but she starts pounding on him or whatever, and tackles him in the chair and everything. And then the, um, the people, 
the, uh, guards the other guards come in and like and... pull her off and everything. What song is this? It's a song that this guy. Yeah, the we one also, that she murdered. Yeah, we also didn't do a good job of saying that. In the first episode, when you're listening to these other people that are getting handsy with each other on the beach, it's two couples, right? And the woman that is with Frank, the guy who gets stabbed, she's like, oh, like I have this song. It's back from when Frank was in college and he was in this band. So it's him and his buddies playing a song that sounds like the Fray or the Decemberists or something like that. Some like hipstery jam band. Yeah. That's like the most well-produced college band you've ever heard. (laughs) Um, Snow Patrol, maybe. I mean, take your pick. Um, So that's the song that she hears that makes her go insane. It's this guy Frank's supposed college band. And when she hears it, she, it has this sort of, it, it, it flashes to a, what looks like wallpaper. It is wallpaper. Like moving wallpaper. Mm. And then sometimes there will be like little snippets of a blonde woman like mm-hmm. walking Saying, down um, like are a you hallway coming? or a set of stairs. Yeah, coming down a set of stairs. And she's like, are you coming? Are you coming? So she hears the song, goes crazy, pounds on it, pounds the shit on him. She, he gets pulled off. Next scene is when he goes back to the bar that he originally, she originally met JD, which is Carl's Taproom, Jordan, take it away. Yeah. So, uh, but the bartender that has this, like, phenomenal memory. And yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember her. Her and her friend were sauce. Yeah. So, like, Five years ago like, on a on a touristy July 4th weekend, she remembers a, two women that entered yeah. this bar. Carry on. Sorry yeah. to talk over you. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, he's like, oh, okay. So, he's like, all right, well, that holds up. Does and he then, at least, wait, 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 does he at least, like, show a and, picture of her? Yeah. Okay. He has pictures of yeah, both of them, yeah, okay. but even still, it's but like, least, get the fuck out of at here. At least he showed a picture. He didn't just say, like, a woman, you know, 5'3", with long right. brown hair. He's like, oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. A woman came into this bar and got drunk. What? <laughs> like, yeah. That never happened. Right. Yeah, so, um, she's like, yeah, yeah, no, I totally remember her and her friend. Her friend couldn't stand up straight. And then, um, he was like, oh, yeah, and the guy she was with, do you remember him? She's like, yeah um whatever but and he's like is it this guy and pulls out the picture of frankie the guy that she murdered and she's like no that wasn't him he's like are you sure and she's like yeah he was blonde and this frankie guy has like curly black hair and he's like okay well that's kind of fucking sketchy so leaves and he goes to continue investigating and goes to frankie's parents house who are like super wealthy and live somewhere else in upstate New York and they're talking and Ambrose asks like the dad um is like asking the dad and the mom all these questions the mom kind of freaks out and he's like wait when did you say this was again and he's like 4th of July weekend uh, five two, years uh, yeah, like 2012 and he's like, there's no way. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, there's no way. He wasn't even on this coast. He was in L.A. doing a volunteer, like, program at one of my friend's, like, clinics. So he's like, okay, great. Gets the certificate of, like, Frankie volunteering. And is, you know, like, trying to, okay, like, what the fuck? She lied to me. Why is she lying to me? I don't understand, like. Why would she tell me this story? Meanwhile, um, there's a cop that works at the, like, local department who knows Mason, Cora's husband. 
Mm-hmm. And she's kind of, like, got a soft spot for him and is trying to, like, help him out. And he's like, can you please, like, give me some information? Like, no one's talking to me. She's not talking to me. Like, none of the detectives are telling me anything. Like, please. And she's like, I can't. Like, it's all confidential. Like, I'm really sorry. And he's like, like, please, just give me some sort of information. And finally, like, went she's to, like, okay. They, like, went to high school together. And he's like, you've known me, like, for all these years. Like, small town. Help shit. me out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so she's like, okay. She got pregnant by someone and lost the baby like and he's like does the name jd sound familiar and he like you can tell it sounds familiar because his face kind of like is like oh shit and he's like no no no, i don't know anyone named jd and then it's him driving to meet some sketchy drug dealer that he probably knew from high school and they're like smoking and he's like hey you remember uh jd like is he still around and the guy's like yeah why He's like, would you mind, like, hooking us up sometime? And he's like, why do you want to, like, meet up with this guy? And he's like, I don't know, like, work stuff. So I guess we'll find out what happens with that. But now Mason, the husband's sort of sleuthing. And we're seeing what's going on with that. And we're learning a little bit more about Mason and Cora's relationship. I don't think they talk a whole lot. They're not very, like, forthcoming with each other. I think um, Cora also has, like, a very not great relationship with um, sex because she gets very weird. There's, like, a flashback where her and Mason are, like, having sex and he tries to go down on her. And she, like, basically is choking him with her thighs. She, like, triangle. She freaks out. She puts his head in, like, a leg triangle and freaks out. And I think that that has something to do with, I got the, I got a pervy impression when her father came into right. the bedroom and took off and disrobed because, and there's a right. picture of Kara, baby Kara in the bed, like looking, um, not so happy that dad's gonna just like hang out in the other bedroom, yeah. in the other bed, because so. there's two beds in there. And then also you do get a flashback in the scene where he's about to go down on her. She gets a flashback of the wallpaper. And then there's a scene where you're seeing, like, bits of light hitting human skin of what looks like either an orgy or something. Mm-hmm. I thought. Maybe not an orgy. But I, I, thought it look, I thought it looked like there was more than one person involved in that. Yeah. Which yeah. would correspond so, slightly to her story about, like, we took drugs and fucked right. or whatever, but if she maybe mm-hmm. she got raped or whatever the fuck, I don't know. Yeah. So there's a lot of, um, there's lots of religious undertones mm-hmm. in this, in this in this um series so far and i mean obviously the sinner it's like all of people's sins and the mother Cora's mother um is just like just like harps on cora and like they cannot have like they can't have any indulgences Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why like her sister is so sick because cora lets um, her self-indulgent things. Like, she has, like, a little knapsack that has, like, a nail polish and a bracelet and, like, a bar of chocolate in it that her aunt gave her. And, like, the mom is like, this is why your sister is sick, because, like, you indulge in these things. And then there's, like, a scene where Cora's like, fuck this shit, and, like, goes and digs up the stuff that her mom, like, makes her bury and, like, eats the bar of chocolate. Mm-hmm. She's like, no. She says, like, tell your sister that the reason that she's sick and whatever is because you've been eating chocolate. And, like, if you, you know, like, if you, and at one point, her mother says, like, if you, one more bite of this and God could take her away from us at any time, and then you see this scene of her just, like, housing down the chocolate, like, okay, bitch, like, I hope this bitch dies, like, nom, 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 nom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, um, so. it's interesting because 
I mean, we still don't know if Harry, the guy who stabbed to death, is DJ. You mean Frankie? I'm sorry. If Frankie, if Frank is JD and he was just lying to his parents and not on the East Coast or the West Coast, or if Frank is a completely different person. And the reason why we think why we don't know that for sure is because at one point, Harry Ambrose interviews the other couple that was on the beach. Okay. So they're on the beach. They're having out. They're hanging out. They're blah, blah, blah. They hear, she hears this song, she rushes over, she stabs him, right? Cuts him, carves him up with this pear knife. The other guy, the woman, uh, first he interviews the guy, the other guy who was on the beach. And he says, well, it looked like they they knew each other. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, when he stabbed her, the first thing she does is she reaches she like a Yeah, the first thing she does is reach around and stabs him in the neck. So, boom, stab him in the neck, and he grabs her arm like this, and he says he looks up at her, and he realizes that it's her, and he lets go of her arm. Mm. And then she carves him up. Yeah, and they were saying, like, he's a very strong man, there's no way that he couldn't, even being stabbed in the neck, that he couldn't have, like, gotten her mm, off of him if he wanted to. And and Harry is like, you know, you're just sitting there on the towel. Like, why didn't you do anything? And he was like, well, it all happened so fast. But yeah, I he could have he could have stopped her, you know, at least, you know, obviously he still could have bled out because he got stabbed in the neck. But there's no reason that he should have. And then later when he interviews the woman, the the guy's girlfriend, the wife or wife or whatever, he says, like, well, the only thing he's ever talked about for other women in his life uh, is this one woman. Um, that he's had like this, that he supposedly had like this crazy connection to or whatever, but that was like five years ago. So that corresponds with his timeline. So the scene with the parents is where he go, where the detective goes to speaks to Frank's parents is interesting because it's trying to like sort of, it's a sort of like a red herring, like throwing us off. Like, well, was this guy naughty? Because so far she has lied to the detective several times. Right. Mm -hmm. She also says like, I don't have any parents. They died when I was young. We find out at the end of this episode, her parents live like 30 minutes away. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, they're alive, doing well. They're alive. They're close they're, by. Yeah. Like, again, like thir- like a 30-minute drive. It's all on the East Coast, so all these little mm-hmm. towns are all, like, right next to each other. So, like, does she still talk to her parents? No. Mm-mm. She, when she met... Um, Mason. Mason, she had just moved to the area and said that she just wanted, like, a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And that was supposedly after the throwing herself in front of the car so the scene with his parent with the guys with the dead guy's parents is interesting because you're trying to say like well maybe this guy isn't jd at all you know maybe this jd guy is a whole nother guy especially because the the bartender said well he had blonde Mm -hmm. hair so you're wondering well gee why did she stab this guy but this guy recognized her so this guy is somebody but you Mm -hmm. also find out in this episode because harry of course, the detective, you know, he's haggard. He spends all night looking at files and oy, and smoking and this and that. Yeah. Um, at one point, he calls his partner in the middle of the night to come down to the station. And they realize that when he plays the song, he has bruises all over her from all over himself from when Cora, Cora um, attacked him when he played the song. Yeah. And they come to the realization that the song is almost like um, a trigger. A trigger. It's a hypnotism. It's a whatever. It's the when what's his name reads the book to Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier snaps yeah. back and becomes the bad guy again. Yeah. 
Because every place that he has a bruise is exactly where she stabbed the dude. So he has one here, one here, one here, one here, one here, one here. And she's even, she doesn't attack him like this. With her fists, she pounds like she's holding a knife. And she screams at him like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Which is, and she was saying, I'm going to kill you to the, so the little plot thickens. Yeah. It's very thick. It's thick as a brick right about now. Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, this is much meatier than Rick. William, the character development is is good. The, the the characters are interesting, and I think the storyline ha- has promise. Well, and it sounds like that the the problem with Requiem is that they tried to put in this like supernatural element, element mm-hmm. cult element that just didn't really make sense or really like add up. So this sounds like it's more a little rooted in like things yeah. that could actually happen, which is why it seems a little more... Yeah, I just mean... When I yeah. say that it reminds me of Rec Room, is number one, the opening credit is a... The, which you only see if you watch them in, on Netflix, because obviously it skips over that. But the opening credits is like an inkblot test that turns into like this trippy psychedelic pattern. Mm-hmm. And that was the same mm-hmm. thing that right. Rec Room did. It's, right. it, it's unfolding very similar to Rec Room, right. where you're getting the end first, mm-hmm. and then you're coming and... And it's small towns right. with yeah. everyone's got a secret. Everyone knows everyone else. I didn't mean it like <laughs> right, it. Right, right. I just right, mean it. Yeah. Fe- it has a requiem feel in that sense yeah. to me. Okay. It's also I like this. I mean, we'll see how it unfolds, but I I like this. Um, Why did you do it? Versus a like who did it? Right. Because right. you don't see that as much. Yeah, so it's interesting true. to see, like, go back and, like, again, like, it's real heavy on the flashbacks, which are going to get old. Mm-hmm. But but I do I do appreciate this, like, it's definitely not a fresh take at all, but, like, this different take of, like, so why right. did, did you do it? And there is a, symbolism, and there still might be some culty stuff in there. We don't know. That's true. We don't know what she's going downstairs, the, yeah, her going the down the stairs with the woman, and, oh, are you coming, and whatever else, and... I don't know if the blonde is supposed to be Phoebe, her sister. Right. Or if the blonde, or if she killed yeah, Phoebe, and that's why, or if, if Cora kills Phoebe at some point in their childhood, and that's why, that's what kind of estranged her from her family. We don't know that yet. Or she just ate too much chocolate, and then the girl died. Mm-hmm. Or if, like, Cora could end up being Phoebe. You know, and maybe there's some kind of, mm, oh, yeah. well, you were sick, and there was no sister, and I mean, there's a lot of things, like, it could go a lot of different ways. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm in it. I'm in yeah. it to, oh, yeah. you know, find find out more. So I'm fair, I'm intrigued, I like it. It's not, like, it, I definitely wouldn't call this show scary. No. Um, it definitely has, it definitely has like, thriller aspects, um... And there's a there was like uh, the stabbing scene made me cringe for sure, but it was very um, bloody. Yeah, if you like true crime, I uh, I think you'll like it. Um, our horror our horror friends might not like it so much, but I it's it's interesting, and I like the characters and and where it's going so far. So I'm interested to see what episodes three and four are gonna hold for us. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for this um, we, mini series review. You know, well, I'm excited to uh, to watch episode one and two, and then continue on. Yeah, you know what's so funny too, Jordan, is I was just gonna text you 
right up until she stabbed him. Really? I was about to, I literally was holding my phone and I was about to, I was literally typing out like, why the fuck are we watching this? Because I was not, I was again, 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 I, I, I am always the one on the show that says like, I have a short attention span. I'm, I'm the worst. Like I totally get it. But I was about to be like, yo, like what the fuck is going on? Because up until this it's point, funny. and then all of a sudden I literally, and then she's just like, I look down and the show does a good job of making, like, if you're not paying attention to the stabbing you almost miss it because it's shot it has kind of a wide angle and there's no shink sound anytime a movie when anyone gets fucking stabbed there's always a metal on metal like sh- yeah. sound yep. um which makes no sense which doesn't because but th- this doesn't happen right mm-hmm. it's just she walks over to him and she just yeah. and so I literally was like, I'm about to be like, what the fuck are we going? And I was like, oh shit, something's happening. Yeah, <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of catches you off guard and you're like, oh wait. And then you do like, you kind of sit up in your chair and mm-hmm. you're like, what's what's happening? Yeah. So, yeah, it was funny because I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and she was like, it was more for Jessica Biel. She's like, is she even a good actress? And I was like, I don't know, but we'll find out. And I am I was kind of in the same spot when, we were for, when I first started. I was like, what is this going to be? Yeah. I wasn't immediately put off, but I was like, okay, what's this going to be about? Yeah. I was like, this woman clearly has like the most boring, depressing life that <laughs> I would never want. But I think it's, it's going to be good. Her so. life, I think is fine. I think she's just, I, I, I she's got demons. Her husband is obviously like, he needs to grow up a little bit like that. That oh, much sure. they made clear, but like, her life, I don't think, is necessarily the problem because they're showing you, um, at least to me. I mean, obviously, you can want different things than I want, obviously, yeah. when you talk about the grand scheme of like life. But, like, she's got a, a nice little family and a nice little house and a nice little community. And, like, they're going to the lake together and they're having, like, a good time and everything. And, like, when her husband tells her that morning, like, no, I told mom and dad that, like, we weren't going to have dinner with them tonight. We are going to do our own thing. Like, she's really happy about that. I think right. it's more just, like... She obviously has demons and is like, yeah, yeah, unable to accept the life that either she has or or she wants something different, right? Or... Well, there's a scene where like Mason like isn't answering her phone call when she goes to jail, right? Like he doesn't know what to say, and he like doesn't want to go at first, but then eventually, um, Realizes, the detective yes. like talks her into it, and he goes. And she's like, um, like, thank you for giving me, like, this life. Like, it was better than I could have hoped for. Like, go and be happy now. Like, yeah. you could, like, do, like for, basically, like, forget about me. Like, um, right. you gave me a good life. Like, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, you're probably right. Because she, she says, like, I never thought I would have one. And that's, right. like, the first time in the show. Not Maybe not the first time. But that her saying out loud, like, her acknowledgement of, like, my shit has been fucked. Yeah. Like, it has been fucked up. So she is, like, acknowledging that it's really not him or, mm-hmm. or I mean, obviously yeah, she, wants, in general. she wants a little distance from her parents, which is, like, a pretty normal thing that I think couples mm-hmm. have, especially when you're working for the family business. But even then, the opening shot where she's, like, in the warehouse working, she seems to be, you know... Fine. fine it's just yeah she wants yeah i just don't i think again like i think one thing is just like which happens a lot in these is people have their demons and they're hiding stuff and you don't right. know 
a lot of times what happened to people and yeah. what's going on. Like there's a scene, the second time Mason goes to see her, he's like, did something happen with JD? Like, what's going on? Like, why did you ever tell me about this? And she's like, well, it doesn't matter now. And he's like, yeah, it does. Like you're in jail. Like your life is basically over. Like, yes, it does matter. Right. Like talk to me. And she just, she has nothing to say. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. So. Yeah, well, I'm excited to actually watch it now. I mean, I was excited to watch it before. I just didn't really have time, but... Yeah, well, so far so good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for, for sharing that with us and, and telling us that lovely the story of the sinner. Um, everyone out there that's listening, uh, follow us on our various social media channels. Um, platforms, Laura. They're called platforms. Are they platforms? <laughs> this so, is why Jordan normally does this part. Jordan, do the thing. Jeez, Laura. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of cool stuff going on. There's a lot of awesome stuff happening um, in Milwaukee. So if you're local, for sure, keep up to date with us. Laura and I went and saw Nightmare on Elm Street last night, making all my dreams come true. Um we went to a local theater that's nearby me. So, and they're doing that all October. So if you like seeing like old 80 slashers, um, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Um, we're also volunteering for the Milwaukee film festival this year. Um, so if that interests you and you want to check that out, um, we've been posting like plenty of stuff like on Instagram. So make sure you're following us on there established in Amity. Um, I've also been keeping stuff um, up to date with like movies that are coming out and stuff that we want to check out um, on Twitter. So make sure you're following us on there. Establish D Amity. Um, I went to like the one night only screening at the Oriental Theater of Slice the Movie, um, which was super cool. Um, it was a local, well, local-ish. He's a director from Chicago who's friends with like Chance the Rapper and came out with this like idle hands-esque horror movie so if you're into that um check that out and then obviously we're on facebook um which is probably like the easiest way to um find like our episodes and things that we're doing what we're seeing what we're watching um establish an amity podcast so make sure you follow us there and then obviously don't forget to subscribe we're on iTunes and SoundCloud, so go check us out, and then obviously tell your friends, because if you like horror, true crime, things like that, I'm sure you got a friend that does, so spread the word. Do it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.